welcome back to the joy of aquatics guys my name is joy simons and today i am speaking with patricia english from the central queensland university here in rockhampton patricia good morning good morning how are you I'm very well. Yourself? I'm great. I'm very excited to be speaking to you this morning because I know you have some very exciting news. I do. All right. Well, before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about yourself first so all of those swimming teachers out there can figure out who you are. Oh, well, I'm, I work as a swimming teacher at the moment. I work for Bluefit and um, I've done swimming teaching for a very, very, very long time and I've just I guess, always loved it since I started. But aquatics has always been a huge part of my life. I started swimming training when I was about five and I just have always loved the water. So you grew up around pools? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I learned swimming because my parents used to play catch with me in the rock pool. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's always the way to do it, isn't it? Pass the baby. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, well, tell us a little bit about your exciting news, Trish. Well, um, the surveys for my study have actually just got released yesterday, and I'm looking into um, my studies basically investigating the risk management of pre-existing medical conditions just to see ways we can minimise the risk of drowning in the aquatic uh, public facilities. Okay. So this is part of your master's degree or PhD? Yes. Master's. Master's degree. Okay. Oh, PhD's next. Oh, I can imagine what's coming up for that one. Hopefully, we'll just see. <laughs> it's going to be exciting, I'm sure. So why this topic? Oh, well, I've always been interested in the aquatics industry and I just really loved um, the subject sports management in second year and they just kind of seem to fit together because a huge part of that subject is risk management. Yeah. And so this study really um, kind of combines the two and... It's, it just seemed to work really, really well. Well, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Just looking at the, um, like, people with a pre-existing medical condition have an increased risk of drowning as a rule, and it's just looking into ways we can possibly decrease that. Okay. So what type of medical conditions are we talking about here? Oh, there's quite a few. There's one called the long QT syndrome, and that's basically a uh, cardiac arrhythmia, well, results in a cardiac arrhythmia. Um, epilepsy is a pretty big one. You've got a 15 to 19 times more likely to drown if you've got wow. epilepsy. Mm. Yeah, which is quite scary. Yeah. And um, stress-induced asthma, there's just there's lots and lots of different conditions. Wow. All right. Well, what stats don't we know about medical conditions and drowning already? Oh, well, quite a bit. Um, like, this is just a, something that needs to be looked at in more depth. Mm -hmm. A few have been investigated, well, quite a few have been investigated, but just more needs to be done because okay. we need to understand it more. All right. And just like I've always thought, like we've got an ageing um, population and there's, you know, increased risk of cardiac conditions as you get older. And that's something that possibly needs to be considered. Yes. Yeah. Because like something's often prescribed because it's non-weight bearing, but there are those other increased risks involved of, of drowning because people have an increased risk of a heart condition that's right yes mm. so what exactly are you hoping to discover with your surveys well there's two surveys actually one for um aquatic staff and one for those who visit the aquatic facilities and it's just getting the two different perspectives so staff members might really look at the pool as a whole and think oh okay 
um, diving into a shallow end is risky, whereas in a, someone who just comes in might think that's going overboard. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Excellent. So what type of questions do you have for people that normally go to the facility um, as, a, I guess, as a recreational user? I, well, a patron. So there's the word. Mm. I found it. So what, <laughs> what type of questions do you have for patrons going into the facilities? Um, just uh, how they if, they, like, if they go into an aquatic facility, are they required to um, answer a pre-existing uh, form to state their pre-existing medical conditions? Do they have to advise the pool staff as they enter? Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Uh, do they have to complete a pre-exercise screening form? Um, just uh, what their pools really, I guess, do to um, look at it. Okay. And then are the same questions asked for the facility operators and the people that work at the facility? Is it the same questions or are they different? Very similar. Very similar. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what are you hoping to discover? Just, um, I guess, what their different opinions are. Just that we can, I guess, compare, contrast and see what the differences are and if that can be um, put into the... um, Oh gosh, I'm not sure of the word I'm looking for now. Uh, the procedures and policies that are in place to decrease draining. All right. What do you think you'll discover? Um, well, I guess I don't really know yet, so I'm just waiting for those results to come back to see what I can find. Well, you come on, you know the industry a little bit. You work within it. You know how well, many pools operate. What do you think you're going to find, Trish? Come on, what do you think you're going to find? Well, I um, <laughs> just I guess oh, I really just don't know how to answer that question. Um, like I, I want the aquatic facilities to be inclusive to everyone, including yeah. those with pre-existing medical conditions. Yeah. So they need to be open for everyone, and aquatic facilities need to be safe for that reason. Yes. So that's definitely one of the goals that I'm hoping to um, for this study. Yeah. So to improve inclusivity. Do you think that um, most facilities? aren't safe for everyone? No, I think most facilities do everything they can to make them safe, but um, not all staff members would probably realise the increased risk of pre-existing conditions. No. A lot of them are young and a lot of them don't have a medical background. Yeah. And there are those increased risks that perhaps they don't understand. I agree. And same with participants. So they might not even realise they've got a pre-existing condition, but there's um, if water's cold, that can actually lead to an arrhythmia and they can... Um, become unconscious very quickly and that's a huge risk if there's not a lifeguard on duty that could result in drowning quite easily drowning happens very quickly and I don't think people realize that and a lot of people think that there's that waving drowning but it's not it's usually silent and they go to the bottom of the pool and yeah it can happen in seconds yeah definitely okay so what do you think could happen if someone with a pre-existing medical condition got into the water it depends what the condition is, but if they've got a, a um, cardiac condition, that could lead to a cardiac arrest, an arrhythmia, which can lead to the unconsciousness. If they've got epilepsy and have a seizure in the water, and it, it's a, um, it results in unconsciousness, again, that can result in um, a drowning death yeah. or um, yeah, long-term th- injury. Are there any statistics out already that say how many people have drowned in, in facilities or in... I guess any aquatic location that have had pre-existing medical conditions. 
I'm not sure at the top of my head. I think it was about um, 8% of drowning deaths were probably were linked with a cardiac condition. Wow. And again, there's that 15 to 19 times increased likelihood with the with epilepsy. Yeah. Epilepsy. It's uh, it's it's a worry, isn't it? It is a concern. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, how can your study impact our industry? What do you, I guess, what what are the potential outcomes from your study for for the industry? I guess to get um, more consistency across the risk management um, strategies that are already involved, that could be something that could potentially arise from us. And just to have the inclusivity across the states and consistency with every, with all those policies and procedures. Okay. Yeah. It's just we, we need to look at the results first, and I haven't got them yet, but if we can just find if there's anything that um, could be improved, what it, what can be done. Yeah. So is this a bit of a part one of, of potentially a, a few parts? Yeah, I guess so. Absolutely. So what, um, I guess you're just sort of delving down this rabbit hole before you see where it takes you, aren't you? You're just at the beginning yes. of the journey. Well and truly the beginning. Yeah. And I guess what happens next is really going to depend on what you see in the results. Yeah, it will. Okay. Would you like to see aquatic facilities ask patrons for any pre-existing medical conditions before they enter the pool? I can see how it, would be very, how it would be very difficult to do so, but it is something that possibly needs to be considered. Yeah. Maybe with those who have, a, again, that older um, population coming in. Okay. But it would be incredibly difficult to do. I do understand that. Yeah. Do you think it could open up facility operators and potentially lifeguards to litigation if something did go wrong and they were supposed to know about it? Well, again, it would depend on their understanding and... They haven't really had the the background for it. It could be that, that that's a very difficult uh, question. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure of the exact answer. And um, but I do think, like, to decrease that risk, we do need that better understanding. Yeah, and that is something that needs to be considered. You've got that younger population with lifeguards quite often. Yes, a lot of them, you know, are that 15 to 17 bracket who haven't finished school yet and perhaps they don't really fully understand the responsibility in their hands. Yes, perhaps. And that could be, yeah. I mean, some might, some might not, but it's something that needs to be considered. Yes. Okay. So I guess what you've highlighted to me is within our industry, we do ask for children like when kids go to swimming lessons, we ask the parents, are there any medical conditions? Um, and it's up to the parents to disclose that. Yeah, and perhaps parents aren't comfortable doing so. Yeah, but once they go beyond learn to swim, um, you know, we do stop asking for that information. So it is, it, it is interesting. Oh, absolutely. I know I've taught a couple of kids and their parents have told me months afterward that they had autism. And yeah. I haven't, you know, I haven't known that the entire time. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that can be quite difficult in a class with other kids. Just can, getting the yeah. kids involved and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Because, again, you can look at, like, the, the injuries with that, you know, the shallow water. If someone smacks their head, that's another potential for unconsciousness. Yes. And if they... And with the ageing population, you've got the 
um, lack of strength as one ages, that can lead to difficulties with swimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of things that really go into um, keeping people safe in and around the water. And that is just, it's, it's a huge thing that we need to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Water is risky. There's no way around that because the second you go under, it can, if you, again, have that arrhythmia or have it seizure, you can very, very easily drown. Yes. And and you're right with what you said before. It's not that big waving scene that you'll see in the movies. It's silent. It's quiet. It's very quick. And it's in, it, exactly, it's very very quick. Yeah, it and is people, very very I quick. I still don't think they quite realise that. They still think of Baywatch with the waving. Yes. Yeah. Mm. You know, I think that industry has a lot to answer for. Even even mm. with um, dragging someone out of the water, you know, they lay them straight well, on their back. Difficult. And I'm like, no, put them on their side. Let the water drain out. So that... Exactly. Yes. And that's something that um, I guess perhaps the a, a patron might not get. A lifeguard should. Yes. But if they're panicking, they, they might forget that. And yeah. it's just, I guess it's a skill that needs to be ingrained so that they can do it instinctively. Yes, and that's why lifeguards have to do professional development every three months and get recertified every 12. So yeah, they should that, be... I think it's definitely something that needs to be... Um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It needs to be kept like that. Yes. They need to be doing those renewals. Like I know with my old swim, I have to do the CPR every 12 months, and that's good. We need, I need to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people, when they are going off to a CPR course that isn't run by someone who knows aquatics um, very well, they they probably know aquatics, but they may not know aquatics very well, they'll quite often forget to tell you if you drag someone out of the water, get them on their side straight away, um, let the water drain out. Oh, exactly. I did a CPR course and didn't learn about that yeah the only reason I knew was because I knew the aquatics industry that's right and you're also supposed to give two breaths first before the 30 compressions if they've come out of the water as well and that's Mm -hmm. because we want to get that oxygen circulating because if you thought yeah if if something happens to you on the land um your airway is still intact um but if you're underwater that you know you may have had no access to extra oxygen for you know two minutes or so so we do have to get to people very quickly as pool lifeguards get them out get them on the side let the water drain away go through your primary survey obviously guys and then hit up your two breaths before your 30 compressions if they've come out of the water so get that oxygen back into the bloodstream as quickly as possible yeah that's right that's right so Yes, it's it's a very interesting topic, Patricia. It is. I kind of feel like I said Patricia, like like your mum. Yeah, I do like this topic, Trish. I think you may open a can of worms for the industry. So I'm yeah. interested to see what's going to come out. And, um, you know, I, I wish you all the best with this. And I'm... You know, I know we're in the same town, so it's going to be quite easy for me to stay updated with you. But please keep us in the loop with how you're going. Oh, I will try to. I hope it, 
I'm yeah, I'm just praying that lots of people respond. Just the more results you get, the better. Yeah, for sure. So, guys, if you're out there, whether you're a swimming teacher um, or a patron goer to aquatic facilities, get let's try and get some responses for Trish. That way, um, the better results that that we get. The, the more information that we can we can get to help our industry do better and keep people safe. And that's a big reason for why so many people are in our industry. We want to help reduce that drowning rate. So I will have the links available um, with this post. It may be in the comments below um, or it may be on top. I don't know where I'm going to put it yet. It'll, it'll be there somewhere. <laughs> but there will be links available. So one is if you are a patron and, and the other is if you are an aquatic industry professional is that right Trish yes okay so yes let's see if we can get Trish as many as possible survey results so the information coming back can really help our industry Trish thank you, thank you so much for being with me this morning and chatting with me about this amazing study that you're doing and I really look forward to hearing all the results and I wish you all the best with it thank you very very much Joy so Trisha's new study, an investigation of the risk management of pre-existing medical conditions to minimise the incidence of fatal and non-fatal drownings within Australian public aquatic facilities. That is her new study. It's a bit of a mouthful, but that is what she's looking at. So as mentioned, um, we as swim schools ask for pre-existing medical conditions, but big facilities don't. Now, I did follow up with Trish after her interview about the implications, and she's well aware that big facilities do, well, all facilities, um, do all that they can to protect their patrons and the people coming into their facility. And we also risk assess everything. Now, last year, I did invite Trish to our company's annual induction and orientation procedures or, or sessions, um, and I've actually helped her a little bit with these surveys as well. So Trish has kind of got it going on here. She's worked in the industry. She's grown up around the industry. She's seen external organizations, induction and orientation programs. She's done a lot of research already into how the industry operates. I know as a pool operator, the thought of having to do more risk assessments really makes me want to run and hide. But I do have to say, I do have family members with medical conditions, all of which Trish mentioned, actually. there's We've got epilepsy, heart conditions, asthma, all of those in the family. And we're around the water all the time. So I'm really, really interested in seeing Trish's results. And I'm really keen to actually see a comparison between the industry professionals and the patrons. So guys, I will definitely share those links. Please make an effort to uh, get in there, have a crack at that survey and, and please share that survey as much as possible so we can get as much information as we can back to Trish so she can start analyzing those results. And let's see what we can do to help those people that do have pre-existing medical conditions when they do come to the pool so that's it from me this week if you are not back in the water yet now I know there are some places in the world that are still in lockdown please be safe um, stay stay healthy keep washing those hands and if you are back in the water happy swimming 